Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and I will be your host. Joining me today, we have the OG crew, Whitney Bess. Hi! I'm so happy to be back. You didn't give her her... We're not doing that today. And with us, we have Andrew Matrone. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Give it up for Andrew Matrone. It's been a while. I've missed a couple weeks. How long has it been since you've been on the podcast? I don't know. Not long enough, somebody feels. What what have you been doing? Why why have you been a little absent? Uh, We've been moving through our house, trying to take a little time off. Congratulations. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. That's awesome. I know. I miss this group, though. I know. Seriously. It feels like, yay. We're back. Damn. We're yeah. back. We're back. <laughs> Guys, if you hear a little music in the background, that is because we are not recording on the day we normally would. We're recording <laughs> on a Thursday, and that is the young adult band practicing and getting ready for you to show up yes. at Lakewood. So just receive it. <laughs> Try not to let it distract you too much. Um, All right, so we've never really done a podcast like this where we're actually going to reflect and talk back a little bit on a series that we're just coming out of called Follow Me. It's a series we've been doing in YA, and it kind of stemmed, at least for me, I know we all kind of have our different like perspectives on it, but from two specific places, I was was reading through the Gospels, and just kind of for some reason it jumped out at me how many times Jesus invited people yeah. not just to believe in him but to actually <clears throat> follow him. Right. Um, and actually belief almost was like an end result of following Jesus. Like mm-hmm. he, he almost did it backwards. Um, and then there was just a verse that came to my mind, and it's like the scariest verse in the entire Bible for any Christian. And, you know, Jesus is talking, and there are people that call him like, Lord, Lord, and he's like, hey, I never knew who you were. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you cast out demons in my name and healed people in my name, but I never actually knew you. And I was like, oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, how right. does that happen? And so the more I looked into it, the more I studied. It's just people who were around Jesus but didn't actually follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so um, Jesus has always kind of offered us this invitation to not passively just believe in him, but to actively rearrange our lives and right. think like him, believe mm-hmm. like him, follow him. Um and like embrace his ways and his teachings. Yeah. And I know for a lot of us who even grew up in church, we had these distinct moments of, I believe in Jesus, but I'm still kind of doing my own thing to no, now I believe in Jesus and I'm actually following Jesus. Right. And so as we kind of start this little mini podcast series off, um, do any of you guys have a story that this kind of resonates with where you maybe you had this moment of where, you knew about Jesus, you did the church thing for a little bit, but there was a moment where you were like, no, I'm actually going to like step out and, and actually follow him with mm-hmm. my right. with my life. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have this. This is my whole life, like knowing, knowing God. And I remember like being in high school and there was like the Christian group. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, no one better associate me with that group. <laughs> like I was like, I was almost actively trying so hard to not be associated. And they're like. 
they're great people, you know. Yeah. But I just thought it was like, oh, so But they boring. wear socks with sandals too, so. Yeah, like the Chacos <laughs> before Chacos were cool. I'm like, yeah. But I will say. Hopefully no Christian high schoolers listening to this. Well, now Chacos are cool, so. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, especially in Colorado. All right, <laughs> <know>. move on. <laughs> but no, I definitely had like a really, I mean, I kind of, I've shared a little bit of my story on the podcast, but it wasn't until my mom was diagnosed with cancer. And then I was like, oh, there actually is like a crossroads in my life where I could keep doing what I'm doing and like knowing God-ish, kind of talking about him when I'm drunk or um, following him. And like just trying it out and seeing if that actually what the Bible says really does can change my life. And I remember going to a conference with your wife, actually, Connor's wife, Erin. And my life was actually like changed like 360 degrees, like the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. And I remember being being on the bus and just so passionate, like because we drove up, we rode on a bus out there to Georgia. So it's like 20 to passion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, I think, about like 26-hour long bus ride. Oh, so terrible. Gosh. But I remember we stopped in um, Tennessee, and uh, there we got on like a – we went into Chick-fil-A, and I remember being like preaching the freaking gospel <laughs> to this Chick-fil-A lady, and she's just like, I go to a Baptist church too. Uh, you know, just like I was yeah. so passionate. So, yeah, this has definitely been – like kind of passive, my story is very passive churchgoer yeah. to being like, this has changed my entire life, yeah. decisions I've made, career path I've chosen. So, yeah, I know you grew up a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. Andrew. Did you did you ever have a moment where you went from like, yeah, I know about Jesus. I, I believe in him. But to to like, hey, I'm actually going to like give my life over to following him. Yeah. Yeah, this may be like an unpopular thought, um, but but I know for me, I never really had that moment. My my life has kind of always been mm-hmm. choosing to follow, giving everything, and then yeah, having some moments where I stray a little bit, and then then having. And so I, I think that there was a moment when I was like um, seventeen. Then there was another moment when I was probably twenty one that were like really powerful moments. But but even the reality is, even for me as a pastor doing this for 10 years, I still have some moments where I feel like I'll read, I'll be in a message or I'll, I'll read or something. And, and I just feel like it's like this God's like another calling where I feel like I just like Jesus came up to me like, Hey, follow me, deny yeah. yourself. It's time to like jump back on the path that I have set before you. So, yeah. so I think there's probably a lot of people who are, who are listening that your follow me moment has been like 15 times. Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah. kind of been my life, honestly, where I've, I even had a moment like that this year where a guy yeah. was like, hey, it's time to, like, reprioritize. It's time to, like, deny some things in your life, and it's time to, like— and probably every believer yeah. follows that to some point. But, yeah, for me, I never really had, like, just this turning point moment. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of—I I got saved when I was, like, five, six. Yeah. I think my yeah. son getting saved, I'm like— <laughs> I mean, what does that mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, like he's still pushing his ten-month-old sister down. You know, like yeah. he has no Jesus at all. Uh, so I, I don't know. Sanctification yeah. there. Yeah. Need some help. Right. I think I had a real moment, and like you said, I I've never been perfect in this, but I I had a distinct moment in college where uh, I like grew up in church. You know, like my mom tried to get me to go to Liberty University and I was like, I will literally die before I go to. And that was not because of Liberty, but more because they had to wear like a 
polo and khakis and <laughs> yeah. I was like no. the dress code yeah they did and I was like no thank you so that's like so anti who you are as yeah. a person <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> so I ended up going to VCU um playing like intramural basketball met this guy and his life just looked so different like it on paper we believed yeah. all the same things but he was just so different from me mm-hmm. and we were kind of talking and I'm just like dude like what is it about you like what why and he's like dude I just love Jesus, follow Jesus. And I remember you can call it getting saved, maybe like a rededication of my life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say my moment was really my freshman year of college um, being like, Jesus, I've believed you in theory, but like I'm ready to like push all in on this. Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what Andrew said, I have moments where I, you know, have to do that <clears throat> again and re-up yeah. and feel God calling me <clears throat> to be like, hey, you've You've been following me, okay, but I'm going to call you to even a greater depth right. of, like, following, maybe mm-hmm. in, like, your generosity or something yeah. like that. And so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I think a lot of us in this room have either had a moment or have had moments of really being like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm pushing forward. Right. But when I talk to a lot of young adults and a lot of people in college and in their 20s, there's almost, like, this hesitancy to, to really go all in. Right. We maybe associate yeah. that with the socks and sandal kids in high school, like the, the yeah. weird ones. Why do you think people have a hesitancy to go all in on their faith? Or like, why do you feel like, maybe for lack of a better term, like it, it can feel safe to almost come to church, come to YA, but still have our own little life, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. we separate our, our Christian life from our, work life or mm-hmm. our social life or something yeah. like that. Why does why is that such a tendency? Do you right. Think? Well, I, I think Jesus said like de- deny yourself, um, take up your cross daily. Uh, basically saying like you have to sacrifice and let go of, of the things in your life that that you think that you want most. And and I don't think that God calls you always to give up everything. But I think for most people you don't trust that what I give up, God will replace with something better. Yeah. yeah. So if I give up these relationships that I know are kind of toxic, but they're safe, they're comfortable, but I know they're not really probably taking me down the path I should be going. I don't trust that if I moved on from those relationships like God's calling me to, that God will put new people in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Or or I if if I give up marijuana or the, the thing that actually gives, helps me with my anxiety, helps me with some of my de- depressive thoughts and, and helps me sleep at night, like I just don't trust that if I give that up and give that to God that God's going to, can help me mm-hmm. not yeah. have anxiety. And so so I think that that's where it really comes down to. I I don't think that people are really are are nasty or or don't want a re- good relationship with God like even for myself like I I desperately want a deep relationship with God, but there's still something in in my psyche where it's like when God calls me like a new depth, a new level, I'm like ah, what if I give this up? Mm-hmm. Like where am I going to find like yeah, some like, of the fulfillment that this brings me. Yeah. And and so I think ultimately, for, for me at least, I think that's what I see with a lot of people. I'm like, you love Jesus, but you really love things that aren't of Jesus, and you don't trust it. If I give those up, that God will yeah. replace it with something better. That, that's know? definitely a thought that I had because one of my chief, if not the main goal of my whole life, has been – This is, you're going to laugh at me, but it's like to have fun. <laughs> like actually, <laughs> like I love having fun. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I'm a seven on the Enneagram. So like fun is like chief motivation. Um, but I think the lie that I bought and still do in certain looks different, but I still buy this lie is that 
following Jesus isn't fun. Yeah. And mm. um, when I was like crazy, when I had that moment, crazy 360, there's been so much, like when Jesus says, like, I've come to give life and life in the full. Like you hear that and you're like, that sounds awesome, but you have to experience that. And I had never experienced God's life to the full mm-hmm. um, before that moment that I had. And so, of course, I'm going to think that following Jesus is, like, really boring. Yeah. <laughs> Obedience and all this, like, really intense verbiage. It's denying yourself. I'm like, I I just don't want to. I want to find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there has been so yeah. much joy and fulfillment in my life in following Jesus, in obeying, in denying myself, that yeah. like God has brought like a flourishing community around me. And uh, right, because wouldn't you say too, like when you're really operating in that? Yes. Because we've all had moments where like I'm fully operating in obedience to God. Yeah. yeah. Like I can actually say like with full integrity, everything in my life to the best of my ability. Those are you sleep better. Yeah. Yeah. You, you feel wake incredible. up different. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's like it's like waking up and looking in the mirror after you've like eaten really good for three days. You're like, dang. Yeah. I like what I see. <laughs> yeah. There. It's kind of the same thing of like, man, I've really been engaging with the word. I've yeah. been trying to like get my finances right, my integrity right. And they'll be like nothing crazy. better in life. Yeah. There's like crazy opportunities, like doors open, relationships uh, made. It's yep. insane. And then that's so much different. Then me and I used to like I love dancing, going to the club. I love all that stupid stuff. <laughs> it is so much better, and I can actually say that going to the club with Jesus is so much better. So much better. That's what she's saying. Like, going to the club without Jesus. No, no, <laughs> no. What I'm saying is like I thought that was like oh I I'm ex- I'm having fun at the club. I'm dancing. I'm having a good time with friends. And then you wake up the next morning, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like have to find that again. But with when you're when you're in this what Andrew was referring to, like when I'm like in the step with spirit and with the spirit, like there there is such a fulfillment that you wake up in the morning and you're like, I am my life is fun. Because yeah. you actually don't feel like you're striving. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You feel like you're exactly. in the pocket. Yeah. You're, Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you're yeah. in the pocket. Total sidebar, are clubs still relevant? Like hey, are, are and twenty to be fair, are twenty my... still going to clubs? Or is it kind of like the, the it seems cool like the bar. older twenties, older? But hey, no. I the, what is relevant right now is going to those like country bars. Oh really? I mean that's that I I still sometimes go with my husband. Dude, later. well Gen Gen Z is trying to do everything completely opposite of what millennials did. It's so true. You know the yeah. whole like middle part tight jeans. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Looking like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like wow, that's that's a podcast right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Shows. Yeah. It's more like con- like. Go to, sh- go to shows. And yeah, that's just so funny. Which I like I, this that has too. nothing to do with the podcast, no. but I remember <laughs> in high school and like early in college, going to a club, like the club, the actual club was a yeah. real thing. Yeah. But then when, it, yeah, but you know, you went to like those teen nights and then, then when you, you went to like an actual club, you're like, yes. oh, where you're like, <laughs> wow, I'm on another planet. I'm like, I think I just saw that guy do a line of something. Yeah. Yeah. I went to like two in my whole life. In his pocket? Hey, by the way, we're not advocating for those. Do no. not do that. Right, no, right, right, not right. There's no life to that, please, yeah, 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 for yeah. the love of God. <laughs> so let's go back. I was just, I don't know why you said All are before Jesus moments, right? No, yeah. mine were more like, I want to go to like a honky-tonk bar 
and <laughs> line no. dance and go to a show and just be psycho. Dude, I went to some gritty clubs. <laughs> I never really did that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do not recommend it. No, but... it's so horrible. Lord, I apologize. I repent. But hey, why do you think people are hesitant <laughs> for following Jesus? Hey, I, yeah. I will say this to get us, to try to get us back on. And clubs can, hey, we can bring it full circle. Clubs can apply to this. I think we don't understand repentance and and this is what I mean. Repentance calls for us to change our minds and agree with mm-hmm. Jesus. And I used this illustration years ago, and I still get people that come up and like talk to me about it, which is crazy. But I, I use this illustration, I'll use it now. Think of like you're in a room with like two tables, and on one table there's like McDonald's and Burger King and all this like whatever, Wendy's, mm-hmm. Dairy Queen. In and out. In and out. And that's sin. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then but then there's another table where it's like, let's say uh, the Broncos, like, chef, like, prepares all this amazing food. It tastes great, but it's good for you. It'll make mm-hmm. you feel great. When, whenever we think of following Jesus, we think that we just have to step back from the McDonald's food, but just stare at it. Mm-hmm. We don't actually turn. Mm-hmm. I remember and, like, that message, yeah. Yeah, and, like, take part in what the new things that God, like, has for us. So when we say, like, following mm-hmm. Jesus and, like, going to a club— we feel like we just have to now like stand outside of the club and stare and wish we could like go right. in. Yeah. You know? yeah. But God has really like good. so much for us mm-hmm. to do um, yes. to give our lives towards. And like you said, life really begins mm-hmm. like fullness of life. When you go all in on Jesus, I think so many people, and this was my story in my 20s, where I, I was just in this tension of like wanting to follow Jesus, but deeply wanting to still do the things that I shouldn't do. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I didn't trust God enough to really totally follow in that way. Yeah. And so I was just staring at the McDonald's on the table mm-hmm. instead of like turning around and and having what else, you know, that God has for me. But mm-hmm. um and I think this is probably a pretty like relevant tension. Like like we said we all still feel this sometimes. 100%, yeah. But for people coming in that are in you're in college, you're in your early 20s, you know, we're all relatively old and established here. We're married and you know, have like jobs and careers. But for you guys that are figuring out life, it feels like that season is when like the temptations mm-hmm. are at their highest because totally. you're not married, you're, you know, you're single, you kind of like date around you whoever you want. You have tons of time. Yeah. You're in a job, you're making money, but you're not sure it's like the career you really want to like mm-hmm. go towards. Um, and, and that season's really easy to sit back and like watch Jesus from a distance and not really follow. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think are there any dangers and what are they in maybe living that kind of life where like you're single, you're free, you do your church thing, but you're not really committed. Are there any dangers to kind of being like a casual observer or is that like okay to live in that mm-hmm. that world for a while? Like what what I guess is the convince me to, to come out of that season and actually follow Jesus, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so actually, like, 2 Corinthians, I just read this. Um, It talks all about, so everybody wants, like, freedom, Mm -hmm. I think, especially in your young 20s. Like, I want to be free. I don't want (laughs) to tie down, settle down. I don't want anyone to have uh, ownership over me. And, like, we we really use this verse completely out of context. But it's like we say this all the time. Now the spirit— now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And that sounds amazing. I want freedom. 
Yeah. I want God to help li- let me live a free life, and I want to be free from some of the d- addiction and uh, whatever. It just sounds so nice. But what Paul is actually writing here is it's really talking about uh, our salvation right before that. He's actually talking about how, like, um, before there's, like, a veil that covered Moses' face because, like, the people of Israel, they couldn't see his face because the glory of God was so so great. And then he's like, actually, like, the same thing is now, like, the Spirit of God, like, lives in you. Talking about, like, your salvation. Like, when you receive Jesus, you get the Spirit of God. And it's, like, taking that veil off. And I think um, you need to – God, give me words for this. Um, when you receive Jesus, like, his salvation is spirit, there's, like, an unveiling, and then there's the freedom. Like, you have to come under him. And say, like, you you have to experience salvation is really what it comes down to. And I know, like, for all of us in the room, we had very different experiences with our salvation. Like, mine was, like, a moment. Yours was, like, a decision. And yours was a lots of decisions. Yeah. And I think um, if you're, like, a listener, like, let the your salvation, like, bring that freedom in your life like allow God to work in your life but I think um yeah I don't know I don't I think we kind of misappropriate God's spirit God's freedom in our lives and we don't really trust it or we don't really like I don't know it just seems like very shallow yeah I I think trust is like a really big part like are, are there any dangers to like being around the things of God, but not really giving yourself over to him. I would say yes. And I would say the biggest one is probably this like deception. And what I mean by that is you open the Bible and the Bible never promises you like an easy life or like a life without problems or pain. Yeah. But it does say there are tons of promises for people that are following Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's peace in the right. middle of like chaos. You know, you there, God promises to heal you either in this life or the life to come, but you can experience like real physical healing mm-hmm. Like in this life. And I think so many of us, we read all these things like peace and joy and hope, Mm -hmm. but we don't experience them. Mm -hmm. And I think there's this lie that the devil loves of like, you can casually believe this and reap all the benefits of it. Right. Yeah. And then you get into going to church, you get into going to young adults, you know, but you're still kind of sleeping around. You're still orchestrating your relationships your way and not Mm -hmm. God's way. You're still handling your money your way and not God's way. And you're like, but wait, I thought. I read that God yeah. would bless yeah. me, you know, mm-hmm. but but I'm I'm not seeing that. Or I thought I would have like better relationships or joy or peace or clarity on like what I'm doing in these relationships. Yeah. But I'm not feeling any of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's there's the danger in dabbling with the things of Jesus and not committing to the things of Jesus is you can almost like deceive yourself into thinking like, well, I should get all the things that Jesus promises to followers Mm -hmm. and to people who like are willing to leave everything and give their life to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's another side where Jesus is so good. Sometimes he'll just give you some of those things because he loves you. But yeah, I I think for people who, who find themselves in relationship with Jesus, still kind of like on the outside looking into like the, the things that like life used to be or some of their like more fleshly desires. I think for a lot of people, and I think it's, it's the grace of God. I think that, but, but, but ultimately I think that those two worlds will collide at, yeah. at yeah. some point. I've seen in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm ever going down a path, 
it just ends up colliding with the Holy Spirit at, at some point. And so I think for people who are like are new to being a follower of Christ, I don't I'm not gonna speak for God because I don't know how God really views those people. But you wanna even think of like disciples who left everything for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um but they they still are kind of figuring out what is it what does it mean to to like really live this and be yeah, this. Yeah. I mean Peter uh, cut off someone's ear, den- <laughs> right. denied Jesus three times. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they they argued with each other about who was going to be the greatest. They had like really like pride issues, you know. And so you, you see a lot of these disciples who they love Jesus, they followed Jesus, they actually left their whole lives, their careers, their families to follow Jesus, but they were still being like sanctified. And so I I think that and sanctified is the process of being made holy. Like we're in process and, and you'll never fully be holy until like after this earth. But so I, I think that there's like new seasons that where God calls people to new things. Yeah. Um, where if you're a new believer here listening, um, you're doing the best you know how to follow yeah. God. But then there's, there's going to be a time where God will start. I always say this to people who accept Jesus for the first time. I'm like, look, there. God God just loves you because you're his child. You belong. You believe. So you're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, though, over the next seasons of your life, God will start bringing to light some things in your life that are negatively affecting you, and God will call you to hand those things over. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. So, like, it, it's one of those things where I think people get a little bit caught up, and I do think Jesus uses some really strong verbiage of, like, because ultimately he's like, to be the full version of what I have for you, you have to deny your flesh yeah. and give yeah. up the things in your life that are taking you away from it. But I, I do think, like, as you go on with, like, God calls you to new things and new levels. and yeah. Um, but every time you get to a new place, there's always some new attack and some new thing you're going to have to yeah. work through and fight through. So, yeah. yeah. I think following Jesus is so much more, like, about intention over perfection. Yeah. yeah. Like you were saying, like, people that when they hear the term following Jesus and they immediately – like it can it can turn so legalistic so quickly yeah, right. into like making your Santa Claus list of rights and wrongs and do my, does my right outweigh my wrong? Yeah. And like you said, so much of the gospel and and so much of the transformation that we see when we read the Bible of people like Matthew and Peter and those, it's time and years and mm-hmm. trial and error. Right. It's right. you know Peter like seeing people raised to life and then, like you said, cutting some dude's ear off, right. you know, and like mm-hmm. and different things like that. And so when we're encouraging you to follow Jesus, I, what we're not, what I hope you don't take away from this is you need to make a list of all the bad things you do yeah, and, and do your best in your own willpower to stop doing them and then try to be, you know, perfect by the book. God will walk you through things and seasons where, like like Andrew said, he'll ask you to be like, hey, you know what? I know that person's great, but you need to call off that relationship. It's really holding you back. It's damaging you. Mm-hmm. Hey, like your life is so revolved around like getting people to like you. Like maybe you really battle with like insecurity. Like you don't know who you are. Like mm-hmm. you need to cut some of these friendships off that are actually draining you and mm-hmm. not like being fulfilling to yeah. you. God God will call you to leave things and attach yourself to things in its due time, but it's all about your willingness to take that step and say yes and not try to present yourself mm-hmm. as perfect based on your behavior, right. your actions. Yeah. yeah, and I think someone could be asking the question, well, how, how do I know like God's God's like calling me away from something mm-hmm. or, or God's calling me to, to remove something from my life? And and I think I think there's two things is there will be a lack of blessing in that area of life. 
and there will always be a constant tension. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it'll be like that until you choose because God's trying to get your attention. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and I, I've, I've seen that a lot of times in my life where I'm, I'm refusing to let something go. It might even be like with a, something with a job, something that's not really necessarily sinful, but I'm, I'm supposed to move past something and I'm refusing to because I'm... Yeah. And there will always be tension. Going through that right now, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, there's always tension and there's a lack of blessing. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I'm not saying that's for everybody and that may not be biblically backed, but that's that's definitely what I've seen in life. And I see that yeah. for a lot of people. Like, bro, your relationships suck over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You refuse to give it, and God, he's not going to bless it. And there's yeah. always going to be tension. And I almost think that tension and lack of blessing can almost be like a gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, like, right. I know for me, like whenever I sin against Aaron, like when we fight and I'll like, <clears throat> I'll say something like digging or cutting, e- even if I'm like right about the fight, like it could be a day or two days or a week, but that that comment or like that thing, the Holy Spirit just <clears throat> keeps on bringing it yeah. back to my mind yeah. where I'm like, oh, I got to go swallow my pride and like say, I'm right. sorry, you know, right. like for you, like, if you're if you're doing your best to follow Jesus, God will let you know. It'll be this yeah. thing that just keeps on coming up, that God keeps on making obvious to you. That it's like, hey, for you to go to the next level and following me, if, for you just to take the next step, you either have to start doing this or stop doing this. And it'll be something that you just, it'll yeah. pop up everywhere. Or yeah. you just can't seem to shake like that thought yeah. or that... <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, his spirit like weeds. There's there's a story. It's this moment of my faith journey still haunts me to this day. And it was right before I left to go to this conference. And there's a coworker. And she <clears throat> she's like, What are you doing for New Year's? And I'm like, Oh, I'm actually going to Georgia. And she's like, Why? I'm like, I'm going to this conference. I didn't want to tell her it was like a Christian conference. Yeah. And she's like, Well, what is it for? And I'm like, Oh, uh, like I had to tell her, I had to tell you it's a Christian conference. She's like, oh, wow. I didn't know you believed in Jesus. Like, and her saying that, I remember in that moment being like, oh, I'm living my life where it is very obvious. Like I don't believe in anything, God, Jesus. And in that moment I was like, oh, I think it was like God's spirit, like correcting me, even though before I, I really made a moment, a decision, I'm, this is going to be my life. It was like, oh, like people can tell that I, I'm hiding him. Mm. And, um, and so I would just say like exactly what you got to reiterate, like the Holy Spirit, he will draw stuff like out of you. That's like, and even in, from that moment on, I'm like, I'm going to be unashamedly this is exactly what I believe. And people are going to know it based off how I live my life. That's great. Um, so, yeah, like God will bring even like your non-Christian friends, like he wants his glory to be made manifest in your life. And so, yeah, I mean, he'll he'll guide, he'll direct those moments. So. Yeah, for sure. So if you're listening and you're like, man, like, what do I need to do to take? To, to like take the next step in following Jesus. I hope what you're hearing is like it always starts from a position of knowing that God loves you, that he accepts yeah. you. When you start to try to perfect yourself is when you sort of become the angry religious person that's mm-hmm. like wagging their finger at everybody. But when you just exhale, when you trust God and you know yeah, this is a, a lifelong process mm-hmm. um, and I'm just going to say yes to whatever the next step is. That's where you can be transformed. You can even walk through some hard seasons of having to let go of some things or say yes to, to some other things. 
but have that peace and that confidence that God's like right. working in your life. Right. So I hope what you what we don't want you to hear is do better. Right. What what we are saying is hey, listen and say yes, and mm-hmm. and God will guide you and mm-hmm. take you yeah. in like the best way to like yeah. follow him. And I I talked about this a little bit last week in my message, and we'll probably talk about this at some point in the podcast, but like that God saves you, then God calls you. Yeah. yeah. And and so being saved is not an issue of sin. It's an issue of, of belief. Like mm-hmm. Jesus paid for all sin, whether they believed in him or not, he paid for all yeah. sin. Spending eternity with Christ and experiencing the promises and the blessing of Jesus on this earth comes through our belief in him. Mm-hmm. And and then God calls you, and, and then God gives you some promises like life abundant, abundantly more you can ever ask or imagine, life to the full. And those things come through, I believe, obedience. Yeah. And so... So you, you're a believer and you're sinning, you're doing some really dumb stuff. Is your eternity at stake? We would, we would say, no, we believe that mm-hmm. once you say yes to Jesus, your eternity is secured. But, um, and some people disagree with that and argue with that, but that's what we believe. And, but, then, but then I just believe that God will start to call you to things. Like the, the best life that you can possibly have on this earth, we believe, will be found in yeah. living the life that God calls you to. And so you wonder why you have some tension in your life. You wonder why you, you may be a little bit more anxious and some different things in your life. It, it, there may be because you have some areas in your life in which you yeah. are, are refusing to give up. Um, will God never bless you or give you any kind of favor? No. Yeah. Um, but we think that your best life will be found. And even knowing that, all three of us still sitting here and still struggle with letting things go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Because yeah. even though we know it, Sometimes we don't actually believe it. That if I really give this up, though, mm-hmm. well, I still feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so good. It made me think of, I mean, John ten ten. Jesus t- teaching people says, "The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy." And I think when we think like the enemy comes to to take from us, like we almost picture like the devil putting us in bad situations. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. you can have life stolen from you, like destroyed from you just from adapting mm-hmm. an, the devil's mindset like not necessarily or like the world oh, we yeah, said the devil totally. like not like a pitchfork guy but like <laughs> a worldly mindset that disagrees with god mm-hmm. but jesus's promise isn't i have come so that you may be bored and that you may be boring he <laughs> right, says yeah. i'm going to come to give you life yeah but not just life he says full life mm-hmm. so Overflowing. like everything that god intended you to experience in the best way possible comes from what you said, that step of obedience. And I think next week we're really going to dive into maybe the practicalities of this, of like, okay, so so how do I take some next steps? That That's going to come next week, but we, we don't want to just leave you with ethereal thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. What, like, if you're encouraging somebody, maybe somebody's here and they feel that tug from the Holy Spirit that we were talking about of like, maybe I shouldn't be in this relationship or... Man, I really I got a job opportunity. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I really feel like God's calling me to like just say yes and like embrace whatever like might come with that season. What what would be some practical things? I know we're going to talk about that a lot more next week, but mm-hmm. if if we could just leave people with a little bit of advice to maybe guide this thing out real real time. How would you advise somebody in in discerning that and then taking that next step? Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Wait. Oh, go, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I would say this might sound ethereal, but I I do this often. Um, 
I'll I'll sit down because any time of life I'm like, man, I just feel like feel off. I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like just tons of tension in every aspect of my life. I've actually gone through a season like that recently. Um, I'll sit down, and I'll be like, God, what what areas in my life am am I not giving to you? And then God begins in His gracious and loving way begins to download some things to me, and then and then I I take a look at those and. And and then I kind of go from there, but but I think like the Holy Spirit is always guiding, counseling, but it's always Holy Spirit's convicting you, mm-hmm. and and so I think that you you have to create space for the Holy Spirit to move. Like I I believe that uh, God is a gentleman; God won't force you to do anything. Like we have free will to yeah. to live this life how we want to live it, yeah. and and so I, I I just think that you have to create space if you actually want to know. You know, it's it's like. Are you willing to be honest with yourself? If you're not willing to like actually be honest, then you'll probably just stay in the place you're in. Yeah. But if like, no, I, I really want to like begin to walk in the life that God has for me, but I'm feeling tension, well, take a minute to hear from the Holy Spirit. Like, what are areas in my life, God, that I'm refusing to give to you? And then let God begin to, to work in that and he'll speak to you and he'll show you and he's not going to throw a billion things on you and guilt you, mm-hmm. but it'll be out of like his grace and love where you're like, I think I, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be... Yeah. My two cents. Uh, this might be so not my personality, but maybe a little Debbie Downer. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll end with this. Yeah, I'll <laughs> yeah, end with this. Uh, so I I come from, like, the theology of, like, oh, my gosh, yes, like, life, just, God does want you to have an abundant life. However, there is a flip side of the coin, which you just talked about, what the enemy does come to steal and kill and destroy from you. Uh, and I think... If I, when I look back at my 20s, um, I had this, like, wide-eyed wonder a little bit, like, almost, like, naivety of the world. And through, like, my 20s, I've I've been, like, confronted with some really challenging um, seasons of life, just that not a lot of people that my age have really gone through yet. Maybe when you're in, like, your late 30s, 40s, you're walking through certain seasons, I've Maybe had to walk through at a younger age. And I think through that, I learned this one thing. And Jill Johnson actually told talked about this this past weekend. And if you don't, if you if you don't watch our online services, like go back and watch this service. It's about relationships. But she talked heavily about like a hiding place mm-hmm. and how that sets you up for hard seasons. And it and it um almost like the best I can describe it is it's like training for the Olympics or something like people train for four years to do this one event mm-hmm. every four years. And if they don't make it, maybe their bodies will be different. They're, they age out like, and so it's like, you better, you better be practicing for this one event. And I, and I think like looking back on life and what I really want to tell like young believers, they're like, I want to follow Jesus or actually I don't really, I want to follow him, but I also want to do my, my own thing. Yeah. I would say like, wait, wait, wait. Like Jesus promises there will be hard times mm-hmm. and you have to like, just like an event, a uh, sporting event, you have to like practice, flesh that out. Like if you don't know what Jesus did on the cross for you, uh, he took stripes on his board, the stripes on his backs for our healing. He did not have to do that. If you don't know that going into a season where, Gosh, there is a diagnosis. If you don't know where to find like healing scriptures, to find uh, anxiety scriptures, to find uh, uh, when you break up and you need uh, comfort, 
comfort scriptures. Like, man, life is going to chew you up and spit you out. And I think for a lot of those people that maybe are like in that, I have one foot here, one foot here. I just would really like Debbie Downer encourage you like, man, life is just going to get more challenging. Uh, there will be curveballs in your in your life. And what, but God wants to equip you so that you can walk out of these seasons. Like I just had a conversation with a girl and she's like, can I just talk to you on the phone? I'm like your mom died of cancer and I'm, a, I'm going through a, a season with my parent that has cancer and everyone that I've talked to, they've walked away from their faiths. Yeah. yeah. And you're the only one that really hasn't, that hasn't been your story. And so I just want, how did you get through this? And, so all that to say, I, I'm very long-winded here, but you have to, there's a hiding place, there's a shelter, there's a refuge in the Lord and his presence that he wants to build you up. He wants to show you things. He wants to reveal mysteries to you right. of his will that you will absolutely need in life. Absolutely. That's so yeah. that's, that's my that, encouragement to you. <laughs> that's good. Man, just for me to kind of maybe wrap this thing up, why would I encourage somebody to rearrange their life? What What's something practical that you can take away? Man, I would just say, like, have people that can speak into your life. Yeah. Because so often... And, and I think it's good to have, like, obviously a good self-image and stuff, mm-hmm. but we can think the best of ourselves almost in, like, a bad way of, yeah. like, well, I can do that. Like, that's right. not that. That's not really good. That relationship's not really hurting me. Man, find somebody that loves Jesus that you trust and maybe just go to them and be like, hey, I, I really want to take my relationship with God to the next level. And is there anything that you you can see in my life that might be holding me back? Right. And, you know, have your big girl or big boy pants on, and they, they might challenge you in some ways. Yeah. But I think some of the most effective times where I've really been pushed to follow Jesus to in a new level would be when I trust somebody that might say something that I don't want to hear in the moment, but I know yeah. is ultimately right. Yeah, good. Yeah. You know, challenging my work ethic or challenging my... At my language or you know mm-hmm. like or, or whatever whatever it is um i think it's just a really good practical way to take that next step and have accountability when mm-hmm. it comes to doing this life you're never called to follow jesus by yourself we say it almost yeah. at the end of every single ya um do it in community do it with people that you trust talk about things with people do it in a small group and so mm-hmm. um that would be that'd be my one little piece of practical advice. Like I said, next week, we're going to come back, continue this topic of following Jesus. We're going to give you way more practical things. Maybe not necessarily a step-by-step guide, but just some really practical thoughts and maybe even like practices to like do or think about or wrestle with. Um, But yeah, that would be my one practical thing to kind of end this. As we close, do you guys have any final thoughts on our first, first week talking about maybe how to go from being an observer of Jesus to to actively somebody that really gives everything to follow him. Any any last thoughts, comments, questions, concerns? I, I, I would just say uh, just let let this experience, like I said it before, let let, let grace and love lead, lead this experience for you. Like, mm-hmm. and, and just remember, like God, He wants the best for you. He's not trying to hold you down. He's not trying to take away. Um, well, I guess it depends, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but. I, it, this is all because of his love for you and his his grace for you and mm-hmm. and God wants you to have a great foundation because when storms come yeah. um, 
God, God wants the best life for your marriage, for you as a father. He wants you to be the best follower. He wants you to be the best leader, best coworker. He really does want the best for you. And so God calling you to something um, is, is not an indictment on you. It's God's grace for you. Yeah. So let, let that let that lead and, and, and trust that. Um, let, read Scripture with that kind of mindset mm-hmm. of God loves me. He cares for me. He wants the best for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so true. It's worth it. Do it. Yeah, it's worth it. I would just say, kind of echo Andrew, Jesus always called people to follow, um, knowing that it'd be a lifelong process. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. Give yourself grace on this journey. Like when you follow Jesus, even when you have those moments, maybe in a service or in a room with a friend where you're like, I'm going all in. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to re-up on that. There's going to be moments in your life where you have to re-up and re-up. This isn't just a one-time thing of I'm going to follow Jesus and then you're good for the rest of your life. This is an ongoing conversation, ongoing yeah. Daily pick up your yeah, cross. Yeah, daily so, thing that you have to walk through. And so give yourself grace in this process and just knowing that, man, your heart to follow, your willingness to say yes, that's going to take you to a life that you never even imagined mm-hmm. was possible. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think that's all we got for you guys this week. Be sure to stay tuned for our continuing conversations on following Jesus. Um, on whatever pr- platform, whatever platform <laughs> you, uh, you listen to, <laughs> um, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, be sure to give it a subscribe. And if you know somebody that's maybe kind of like walking through some, some stuff in their faith and this could be helpful for them, share it. Um, let them know that we're here. And uh, hopefully we have some, some good things to say for them in the future as well. So for all things Red Rocks Church, um, you can go to our website and for uh, Red Rocks Young Adults, you can go to ROIA.org or you can follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. Um, I think that's all we got. Until next week, we love you guys and we will see you again soon. Have a good one. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Love you. Muchos. <laughs>